Time to kick off episode 67 of Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brownie and I'm your podcast host. You can check out everything we do with Wall of Sound at wallofsoundau.com. If you're on social media, go check out Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We're all over the joint nowadays and we want you to become part of the Wall of Sound community as well. If you're listening to this, go check out the Wall of Sound community of legends on Facebook. You can join that group, just give it a search, I'll approve you, get you in there and get involved with everything we do, like asking you for questions about the bands that we interview on this podcast. Today, it's all about Dale Tanner from Ocean Grove. The band finally debuted their new member, their new sound, and the new direction they are heading this week, and I'm going to sit down one-on-one with him to talk all about that, what this means for the band moving forward, how they're going to sound on tour, because that officially kicks off tonight with uh, Hands Like Houses. They're going to be making their way across the country for the very first time as a four piece so we'll find out how he's going the inspiration behind the song and what's up with their new member twiggy that's all on the way soon but first of all just want to quickly kick it off with another shout out to a uh, itunes rater bm sanchez from australia said great content heavy metal royalty and excellent podcast thank you so much you fucking legend really appreciate you checking out the podcast and you listening as well too if you like what you hear today don't forget to give us a rating subscribe to it share it around help spread the word about this podcast and essentially build the show for what you want to listen to. I'm happy to listen to any of your requests, what bands you want me to get on, what songs you want me to play. All you need to do is just get in touch and let me know what you want to hear. Coming up, I'm going to be talking also about the Vision vs. Glass Crown fiasco. You might have heard about this on the site. The New York band allegedly ripping off our very own Vision. I'll get to the bottom of that soon. And also playing new music on the way for Periphery. <laughs> That one is called Blood Eagle, and I'll get you all the details about their forthcoming album soon. But right now, let's kick it off with Brisbane band The Brave. We love these guys. They just put out a new song from their forthcoming album, Aura. That song is called Technicolor, and it's playing for you right now on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. I'm sorry,
above me, the floor is melting beneath me It's just to fall apart and I can't seem to find a way
Scorched on Wall of Sound up against the wall. They are like an Australian version, I guess you could say, of corn mixed with a bit of Limp Bizkit as well too. So all the great new metal bands growing up that we loved and uh, really appreciated, they're starting to make a resurgence in this new metal revival, which we're seeing picking up all over here in Australia and a few bands across the globe as well too. What's your opinion on this? In my day, you know, back in the late 90s, early 2000s, these were the bands that we grew up with. Limp Bizkit, Corn, Evanescence, Linkin Park, you know, those ones just to name a few. It was a great genre, but it was shut down by so many different people who criticised it for what it was. Whether that be they didn't understand it or they couldn't get into it. I guess it's the same as uh, when the dubstep phase came through. Like, everyone was either loving it or absolutely fucking hating it. I was one of those people. I hated dubstep when it first came out, but over time it eventually grew on me like the rash I've got and became something I could appreciate. Nowadays it's dead and gone, so it's time for new metal to come back. And uh, what I want to do right now is get on one of the OGs, the greatest new metal band of all time, arguably. This is Limp Bizkit, Roland, and Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Alright, partner. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Hey lady, 
sound up against the wall with Brownie. a part of me Something lost and never seen Every time I start to believe Something's raped and taken from me From me Life's gotta always be messing with me Can't touch hell and let me be free Can't I take away
Horns Freak on the Leash on Wall of Sound up against the wall and there was a bit of drama-rama this week involving our very own Australian band Void of Vision and the New York metalcore band Glass Crown with a bit of, uh, how would I say this, plagiarism accusations getting thrown about? Now it all stemmed from uh, the Glass Crown song that they put out called Lucid. Take a listen to this. Uh, that's the intro for their song Lucid, which sounds very familiar to the Void of Vision song Ghost in the Machine. Have a listen. See the similarities there? There's only one little note sort of differentiating the two. But when you play both songs on top of each other, this is the outcome. See, you can hear just how similar they are, except for that one microscopic little note on Glass Crown's song. You can check out all the drama online right now at wallofsoundau.com. We even tracked down Glass Crown to get their side of the story as well. It turns out that the song was actually written without prior knowledge of the Vision song. Those details can be found on the news section of the website, so go check it out right now. But right now, though, let's get on the OG, the original and the best. This is Void of Vision, Ghost in the Machine, on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. Oh, oh, oh. 
up, family? This is Sonny from the band P.O.D., and you're listening to Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. sound up against the wall and that's what we thought when this band here dropped their latest single. G'day everyone this is Dale from Ocean Grove and you're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall. This guy's been part of the podcast series so much so recently I think we need to start charging him rent. Dale Tanner from Ocean Grove welcome back. <laughs> Surely you're getting sick of me now. G'day, g'day. How are you? Not at all. Your beautiful face and amazing vocals, there's no chance in that happening. Oh, you're too kind. Mate, there's a lot going on right now. First of all, congratulations. We finally see the new era of Ocean Grove. How does it feel? Yes, thank you. It's, 
it's relieving, it's exciting, it's um, kind of, uh, it felt like this day was so soon, but also so far away at the same time, but here we are and it's so nice to unveil um, a lot that we've been working on behind the scenes and I guess, uh, yeah, really sort of stepping out our foot out into a bit of uncharted territory in regards to Ocean Grove and, and really taking that dive into some new areas. So it's, uh, it's yeah, it's exciting. I'm pumped. Look, from what we've seen so far, all, all the comments and, and I'm going to call them compliments about the new sound, the new direction, yep. the new era have, have all been fantastic. So obviously, you know, you're doing something right and you've got this big group of community of fans who are appreciating you guys continuing on instead of calling it a day. Well, that's it. You know, I think um, when when this sort of uh, shock departure of um, Luke and Jimmy came upon us, it was we were faced with that kind of dilemma of, okay, what now? And I think it was it was pretty immediate uh, that we realised that we wanted to, to continue and see that this, the Ocean Grove story wasn't quite finished yet in our in our minds and in our hearts. So we, um, we we knew that there was still much for us to do and to share with the world. And I think today has been a really great example of the awesome fan base that we have and that we need to be so thankful for because uh, no matter what we throw at them, they're always uh, willing to participate and to... Um, you know, roll with the punches uh, that we that we throw their way because we like to, to keep things interesting and to experiment, and that's that's sort of the the mantra that we've we've gone by for quite some time now. So it doesn't come to a surprise that a, a lot of people have sort of taken this new uh, sound of this song and this new single in their stride and really embraced it as an Ocean Grove track, unlike any other. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been very humbling to actually see how much support it's getting because we were aware that, you know, with any new change and, and, and especially the combination of the lineup change um, with a change in music direction, there was always going to be criticism. And, you know, of course, we're prepared for that and almost willing to, um, you know, sort of entice that to happen. It, it's all part of it. And, uh, yeah, really, I, I couldn't be happier with the, with the response, to be honest. Well, and we can't be happier with the uh, song that you put out. It's called Ask for the Anthem, and we're going to get that on right now. Uh, Dale, stick around. We're going to talk all about this Twiggy guy next, all right? Sounds good, mate. So your eyes just prove Pass the anthem and I prove Pass the anthem and I prove So just play it back as I hear Just let the rumors be better off You know Just say something back as I hear In my track Then we'll both be better off now Don't be better off now If I forget how If I forget how Put that song on Show you what it is Put the anthem on, put the anthem 
slips tight in the groove Heads turn back to the room Ask for the anthem and I prove Ask for the anthem and I prove So just play it back and fly Just let the moon both be better off You know, just say something back and fly Ocean Grove track, Ask for the Anthem. This is the next era of the band moving forward. Here to talk all about it once again, Dale Tanner. Mate, let's talk about Twiggy. Let's do it. How did you come across Twiggy? Obviously, for those who are familiar with the Beverly Chills, we'd know he fronts that band as well too. <laughs> have you guys been mates for a while now? or? We have, yeah. He's, uh, he's not just a random bloke we pulled up off the street. He's actually <laughs> been sort of involved with the uh, the Ocean Grove Collective and the Ocean Grove Story for quite some time now. Um, if people have been paying attention, he actually appeared in the Intimate Alien video and that's sort of where Twiggy's story ah. within the Ocean Grove Story actually begins. That's where we first met him. And since then, he's sort of just always kind of been in the background. And, you know, that wasn't really that long ago, but I really consider Twiggy a very close friend of mine and someone that I very much get along with and, and can understand and feel like is on the same wavelength as me in terms of the way we see the world, the way we see music and art. And, um, yeah, he's a, he's a good friend and he's a good person and um, he has really great intentions. And we knew that that already was was such a big plus in our minds when it when it came to considering uh, who we were going to get in to fill in um, the big shoes that were left behind. And so, yeah, Twiggy obviously uh, on a more um, public format would have been present um, for people when we toured with the Beverly Chills and we did our Rhapsody Takes tour uh, back in 2017. And there, people would have noticed, you know, he, he showcased an ability to not only perform, but to, I guess, embody that character that you know we have kind of created as Ocean Grove and so that was a big reason as to why we got the Beverly Chills on the tour in the first place because we saw something in in the Beverly Chills and in what Twiggy was doing that really resonated with what we were doing and we all try and get behind bands and have bands as support on our shows that we uh, we think are doing the right thing and going about it in the right way and we definitely saw that in Twiggy you know he, he had that that punk attitude and aesthetic and and just the the no fucks given type um, attitude combined with a great you know, taste and writing ability and a warm, soft heart to go with it. So it's, I couldn't speak any more highly of the guy. And um, when it came down to, to really deciding on who it was going to be, it, it, it was kind of a no-brainer. You know, we sort of 
we did toy with the idea of, you know, we wanted to leave no stone unturned, and I especially was one for, you know, just seeking out our options a little bit and asking around, and we, we got everyone to sort of, with discretion, you know, ask around, because obviously at the time, it wasn't public news that Luke and Jimmy uh, yeah, were departing. Yeah, that's right, yeah. It was quite a tricky one where we couldn't just put out a public sort of announcement of like, hey, we're looking for this new member. So we sort of like, that, that really limits us a little bit. And, and But I didn't I didn't allow that to stop me. I was still like, you know, there's, there's a will, there's a way. We can, we can just ask a few people to ask around, see if they know anyone. And I guess the basic criteria that we were going off was they need to be able to play guitar, they need to be able to sing, and they need to be uh, someone that, we really get along with and fits in with the chemistry of Ocean Grove. And after sort of, yeah, going through possible people, it, it just always sort of came back to Twiggy and he was sort of, you know, always right there and in front of us. And it was just like, well, we've got this impending tour coming up and other commitments and we sort of, we want to be on the front foot and proactive about this. We don't want to just sort of let six months get by and be like, oh, you know, the right person would come along. He was there and we just thought, look, there's no more time or no more use putting any more energy into this, looking for someone else. Like, the perfect person is right there and I believe, you know, I strongly believe we have made the right decision. So. And you've got our backing as well too. The minute I saw the video clip, I was like, this guy looks like he's been in the band since day one. So for me, it was no like <laughs> hard transition to get used to him. I'm just like, okay, cool, Twiggy's in Ocean Grove. Yeah, he fits perfectly. Yeah, that's it. And I think um, once we, we've got a little bit of a behind-the-scenes video that we'll release in, oh, well, sometime soon, and I guess that'll give a little... I guess, indication of sort of chemistry that was even happening at that shoot. You know, that was sort of one of the first times that we'd all been together working on something for Ocean Grove. You know, we've all hung out together outside of it. But that was the first time that we were together, you know, with this vested interest of creating something together. And this little behind-the-scenes video that we've got, I think, shows moments where it does feel very natural and um, like he yeah, has been a part of it, as you said, for... For years and that's honestly it is how it feels it, it, this transition and, and the chemistry that has um just been solidified so quickly is pretty astonishing to be honest we've, we've been jamming all week at sam's place where we have the studio where we record all our music and it's not only sounding really good but it's it's feeling really good and i don't think we could be any more excited for the tour coming up well good we, we can't wait to see like the the, the re- i don't want to call it a rebirth because you haven't exactly gone anywhere but like just what you guys do on stage on this hands like houses tour it'd just be interesting to see the new concept and how you do it as a four piece yeah totally i mean uh, you know even for myself it's um it's exciting because there is that that challenge of the unknown you know i've never ocean grove has been the only band that i've ever been a part of so I've only ever played bass and, and sung, and, and I guess you look at it from that perspective, it's all I know, but I know deep down that I am capable of stepping up and fulfilling the, the frontman role, you know, and uh, I guess to touch on uh, a bit of a side note, a similar thing has happened with me, myself and Sam, who have actually started performing live with Running Touch. Um, that's somewhat public news now. That, and oh, yeah, cool. That's really, I guess, that's really challenged me to push my musical abilities in, in regards to not only instrumentally but sounds and, and, and performance because it is a whole different world that Running Touch is in and it is a, an entirely different fan base and, and even industry and, and you know, I'm there, I've got drumsticks in hand and I'm, I'm hitting sample pads and um, playing keys and, and things like that and these are things that I never would have, I guess, pushed myself to do if it weren't for that coming along and I, I see, I very much see this evolution of Ocean Grove as much the same it's that change can actually and a bit of a stir of the pot can actually be a really positive thing and you don't you don't know 
what it's going to bring and the, the beauty and the art that it could bring through that new chemistry and that rejigging of of whatever you know that's been going on of of a, of a certain path and trajectory. You sort of throw a spanner in the works, and it might be the one thing that led to another, you know. And that's just kind of how we've been approaching it all, and I have. And yeah, I couldn't be more more confident. Well, look, we can't wait to see what you guys can do moving forward. Now, with this tour kicking off, is there one song in particular that you were shitting bricks at performing on stage for? You know, being the front man for the first time. Um, no, to be honest, I'm, I'm not really shooting bricks about any. I think um, if there's going to be one that's like, I guess, going to test me the most, um, I can give a little inside loop that we are definitely going to still be playing some fan favourites, including Intimate Alien and Strategy of Love. Don't you worry. Yeah, look, I'm not stressed. We've been jamming and um, it's sounding tight and it's sounding, it's sounding fun. And yes, it's, uh, it's not going to sound exactly the same, obviously, as it did before. Um, it's going to be a new twist on, on these songs, but it's not going to stray too much, honestly, and I, I believe that. And I think this room that it's, it's kind of allowed um, with this new lineup, I, I, I no longer have a bass in my hands, and, and that's kind of very freeing because obviously I'm still going to be doing all the clean vocals that I have ever done. Yeah. But I can now experiment with how I deliver that now that I have my hands free and somewhat my legs free as well, you know. And you're going to climb shit and jump into the crowd and things like that. Exactly, you know, it's like it's sort of, it's sort of like I'm not limited now by the fact I have to be holding down a rhythmic section. I can kind of have a lot more fun with it and really actually like own being a vocalist rather than having that like back and forth of being like I still want to be a presence as a bassist whilst also doing vocals. Now it's like okay, I can concentrate on that, and and that's not to say that I'm really gonna not you know that I'm not going to miss playing bass because I, I will and I loved it for years and it brought me so much happiness and it's something I felt very comfortable doing but at the same time uh, I definitely felt like a, an urge and a, and a pull to want to um, you know like really give vocals as a frontman uh, a crack and that's sort of what's led us um, making the decision for me to step up in the first place you know I sort of I felt that within me that I could do it and um all the guys back me in, including Luke, you know, he's full supportive of it. And um, I guess that's what helped me feel just nothing but confidence in the fact that it's yeah. not only going to be okay, but it's going to be great, you know? Well, look, you got to back yourself with everything you've done so far. It's not like it's your first year being in Ocean Grove. This is, you know, going on a decade. So we have faith that you can do it as well, too. And uh, we're keen to see what you do. But let's get on a flashback to the time when you were playing bass, when you didn't have all this pressure on you. Uh, right now, this is Intimate Alien by Ocean Grove on Wall of Sound up against the wall. Machines placed up in the air Revolting kitchen 
flashback from Ocean Grove. The new saga has officially begun. Dale Tanner joins me now. Mate, you're heading out on the road with uh, Hands Like Houses, but before we get to some fan questions, I wanted to bring up a fun fact that a little birdie told me about your appearance at Unify. Now, I was told that apparently um, the premiere for Ask for the Anthem was actually made at Unify when you were in the DJ stand. That rumour is in fact true. I can confirm. All yeah. these people who were who were there, they, they might have heard and thought, oh yeah, that's Ocean Grove, but not realising this is a fucking new Ocean Grove song which got played and no one knew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, it actually in fact got played twice over the Unify weekend. The first time was, um, I believe it was during the changeover before Under Oath went on. And um, yeah, we went up into the DJ booth and um, we hopped up and queued up the song and played it and we just sort of, stood there and, and kind of watched and it was this very interesting sort of social experiment whereby we were seeing people's responses to this song with no context, you know, obviously not knowing who it was, what song was this, have I heard it before, whatever, but seeing, seeing some people nodding along head bopping along some people with a bit of a you know a bit of a swagger in their stride or some people dancing or some people even trying to mouth the words to, you know <laughs> to a song they've never heard before um you know and like stuff like that that you just can't help but you just think that's so interesting to actually get that insight it's something that we don't get often because i guess in everything that we do nowadays it it has that uh cloud of prior knowledge and context and people sort of make comparisons and judgments based on what they already know but getting that like raw primal instinctual insight into how these human beings are responding to our music was was actually really special and the second time we played it it was during the day so people could actually see me up in the booth and I was sort of dancing along so I think the second time definitely some people at the front noticed me and they kind of put two and two together and um, you know, they were like cheering and pointing over and I went down and, you know, said, like, you just listened to our new song, like, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, it's awesome, you know, and so that was, it was really cool. It was a really awesome experience to be able to do that, be afforded that opportunity. And, and yeah, just, just kind of cool to think that so many people heard it without even knowing it. Yeah. Now, now they're hearing it again and probably going, like, getting some kind of deja vu and being like, yeah, oh, you know, how can it be <laughs> and look, what you were saying was true. You, you don't get that anymore. Like, you can't premiere a song on Facebook and have the same effect because you can't see the people you're showing it to. So I think that is a beautiful way to showcase what you had to offer and, like, unbeknownst to us that this was actually fucking happening. So good on yous. That's it. Yeah, no, I'm really, I'm really stoked with sort of how, how it all went down, to be honest. All right, now, before we get out of here, i uh, got a couple of fan questions who hit us up on the uh, good old face bag. Um, this one comes from Liam. He wants to know, is Running Touch still considered a studio member? Or you were saying before he's uh, he's touring with you guys. Is he getting more involved in the studio? First off, g'day, Liam. Thanks for the question. Yeah, look, Running Touch is well and truly more than ever still going to be involved as a studio member. Um, he plays an integral part in uh, the music that we write and uh, the you know the creative vision that is Ocean Grove. So he's by no means um, going anywhere and um, he's here to stay and you'll still hear the iconic sort of running touch on a lot of music going forward. Perfect. And uh, Charlie wants to know, did Twiggy appear on Glass Gloss or was that just the last uh, hurrah for Jimmy and Luke? So Glass Gloss was actually um, the final song uh, with everyone of the circa 2009 to 2018 lineup, um, Jimmy, Matt, Sam. Luke and myself actually appearing on that song that was the final ode I guess you know swan song um, so Twiggy didn't appear on that one so after the anthem is the first track you're hearing that uh, features the new liner 
Perfect. Well, the new lineup is set for big things. We can't wait to see what you do moving forward. And, uh, mate, all the best with this tour, and uh, we'll chat to you again soon. Thank you very much for your time, Brownie. It was, uh, it was a good one. Cheers. <laughs> Look at you. I'll take pleasure. 
flashback to Linkin Park's Hybrid Theory album with points of authority on Wall of Sound up against the wall. New music time. Uh, this week we saw a big surge of new music. You can check it all out online at wallofsoundau.com. Just click on the news uh, icon and head down to the new music and videos page. You'll check out new stuff there from Zebra Head and a South African band called The Shabs who have just put out a uh, new song which pays homage to all the pop punk bands of the late 90s. Go and check that one out too. And while you're there, keep scrolling down and you'll check out the brand new song for Periphery. This comes from their forthcoming album which is labelled Hail Stan and that one's getting released on April 5 via 3 Dot Recordings. Now, if you like prog metal, but you wish it could be a little bit more heavier, then this song is going to blow your fucking mind. Check it out right now. Brand new periphery. This one is called Blood Eagle. On Wall of Sound, up against the wall.
You're listening to Wall of Sound up against the wall.
enjoy your prog rock a little bit more softer. That one there, you're probably going to be singing in future years to come. That one from South Australian band Calibrium. It's called Capture on Wall of Sound up against the wall. We premiered that one this week on the site and have to say, the minute I heard it, I could not stop playing it on repeat. It's got such a great anthemic sound behind it. And like I said, it's going to be one that you're going to be screaming back at them at their future shows. They've got a new EP on the way soon, so keep an eye out for that one. That's Calibrium from South Australia. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you so much for checking us out again. Don't forget to give us a like, subscribe, please review us too, wherever it is you're listening from. We're on Google, Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you want to get a podcast is where you can find us. Just search for Wall of Sound up against the wall and give us a rating, please. Uh, Don't forget, you can check out everything we do with Wall of Sound at wallofsoundau.com and join us on social media, Wall of Sound AU on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Next week on the show, I'm going to be catching up with yet another Aussie band. If you like your Aussie punk rock, then you are going to want to check out this interview I've got with Dear Seattle. They've got a brand new album out on the way next week, and I'm going to be chatting to frontman Bray Fisher all about that. You might remember we caught up with him back at Unify 2018, an absolute fucking legend, a great band, and I'm really looking forward to see what they do with this album. But right now, let's check out one of the latest songs from that album. This one's called Daytime TV on Wall of Sound, Up Against the Wall. My name is Brown. I'll catch you next week.